Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spend some time in the country. Live from Ontario and heard around the world. Welcome to In the Country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories, two great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. Joining me on the show is country artist Gil Grand. He has a brand new song out now called She'll Always Be Mine, and we'll hear that on the show a bit later. Gil is part of a great songwriting event coming up at the end of June at Calabogie Peaks Resort. Check them out at calabogie.com. And that songwriting event for three days features Byron Hill, Jeffrey East, and Gil Grand, all amazing songwriters and all of them uh, helping new songwriters find their way. We'll talk about all that, plus... Tin Pan North that Gil Grand will be a part of as well. That's coming up uh, towards the end of May. Welcome to the show, Gil. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to to chat with you today. It is great to have you here, man. I followed your career since uh, back in the day when famous first words <laughs> came out. That was such a great musical introduction. Was it back I know. in 97? It was a long time ago. It was. I know. It was. You know. You know why I, I know what? that? Just recently, you know, on just on this past. Uh, Thursday, um, I, I had the opportunity to uh, to play at the Bluebird Cafe here in uh, Nashville. It, and it was my second time, so I hadn't done it in several years. But Byron Hill was one of the uh, other writers on there, and we had uh, Mark Allen Springer, who wrote Two Sparrows in a Hurricane. And we had, you know, Bryce Long. So it was a good little round. Um, but before the before the event, you know, before the show that night, I, I called Byron and I said, Hey, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna kick off the set with uh, I Already Fell, and I said, you, it's in case you wanted to kind of refresh, because he wrote it with me and produced my first CD, of course, uh, on Monument. And so uh, I said, if you want to kind of refresh your memory and everything, I think I'm going to start with that song. And so uh, a little time goes by, and then finally he texts he texts me back, and he says, do you realize this song is 19 years old? <laughs> and I and I hadn't, you know, I said, oh, my goodness, you know, it really is. Like, we, we wrote it 19 years ago. I can't believe it. Time flies, Dave. Oh, yeah. Isn't that something with time? You, sometimes you hear a song and it doesn't seem like it's that long ago, but that's, you know, how our minds mm-hmm. work. But, uh, yeah. man, that, that song is old enough to drink. <laughs> old enough to make <laughs> me want to drink because it's old, that old. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Uh, and you mentioned mm. Byron Hill, who you worked with uh, back yeah. in those days. And man, what a! I mean, he was on the show recently, and you pu- yeah. you put me in touch with him. Man, he's hitting. We, I mean, you can barely cover the list; is just seven hundred songs long. <laughs> I mean, it is. But you're not even <laughs> exaggerating. That's exactly. that's crazy. That's the truth. But uh, yeah. what an impressive career, and, and continues to to have an impressive career. And you know, we we've had the pleasure of working together just recently on my new single, which. I know we're going to talk about and play here in a little bit. And, uh, uh, yeah, Byron's been, I mean, instrumental throughout my career, you know, at the very beginning. And here we are, you know, uh, all these years later, and, and we're still having fun and playing the Bluebird and doing, uh, you know, recordings uh, together. So uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan, and he's an inspiration, and he's taught me a lot and continues to teach me, uh, you know, how to be a great songwriter. And he's just a, a great all-around person too let's get into that to the craft of songwriting and right off the the top of the show here uh, a lot of people who mm-hmm. listen you know enjoy uh gil hearing songwriting tips songwriting advice just the knowledge of people who've been there and have, and have written hits uh can you give us any yeah. shortcuts or any pearls of wisdom on songwriting 
Well, I don't know if there are any shortcuts. Uh, and you're a songwriter, Dave. I know you you were in yeah. some songs as well, and you, you like to write yeah. songs. But, I mean, everyone has their thing, right? Everyone has their style, and, and I think we can all learn, you know, and continue to learn. That's, I think that's the beauty about writing songs. I don't care how old you are, and, and you know, you could have, you can always, I think you can always, always get better and always improve and always learn. Uh, I know I certainly do, and I and I try to, I try to raise the bar every time I I write. And um, so I mean that's a little bit about what uh, we want to to do and talk about at the uh, songwriting workshop that we're going to be having. Um, that's going to be in Calabogie. Uh, Calabogie. Calabogie. Yeah, that's a fun word to say. Calabogie. It is a songwriting it's workshop. A fun word to say. Yeah, that's going to be in June at the end of June twenty. Seven uh, twenty-eighth and 29th, and in fact, Byron Hill. It's a great opportunity for writers and, and artists who are looking to learn about, you know, being an, an artist and getting a record deal, or if you're a songwriter. I mean, you have to think Byron's uh, an award-winning record producer as well. Um, you know, he's won many CCMA Record Producers of the Year awards, uh, working with uh, Gore Bamford's projects. And um, mm-hmm. anyway, it's just it's going to be a great opportunity for people to, to meet Byron to learn, uh, and I'm going to be there to share everything that I've learned along the way. And, of course, Jeffrey East, who is just a phenomenal singer and songwriter, and, and a, boy, he's a, he's, he's a lot of fun, very witty, very very nice, and, and people really enjoy having uh, Jeffrey as well. It's, it's going to be a great event. That's great, and Jeffrey is going to be on a uh, future, very near future episode of In the Country. I can't wait to speak with him. Uh, So for people who are attending this, uh, the songwriters Mm -hmm. at Calabogie Peaks, let's just start off with what should they bring? Should they bring a guitar? Should they bring a notebook with song ideas? Uh, What kind of preparation to to get ready for this? That's exactly right. I mean, we're going to have a bunch of things going on. I mean, it's going to start off, you know, the event is actually – you know, the 27th, 20th, 29th of June. But on the on the Sunday prior, on the 26th, we're going to, uh, people want to come in and check in. Like, Calabogie is a beautiful resort. I mean, it's it's it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it's a, they have skiing there in the wintertime, and, you know, there's a mm-hmm. golf course there. There's all kinds of, uh, you know, outdoor events and uh, things like that. So, But on the Sunday, which will be the 26th, there's going to be registration time. And then later on that evening at 730 uh, we're going to have a, a reception, you know, cocktail reception that people can join us and uh, and get to mingle a little bit. And uh, so that's just one of the things. But once we get going with the workshop itself, um, yeah, people bring, you know, bring bring your, your laptop, bring your notepads and, your, you know, your pencils and bring your instruments. I mean, whether it's, as long as it's something you can, you know, if you're a drummer, you may not want to bring a, a drum kit with you. But uh, if you're a songwriter, you know, and you want to just bring a guitar or a mandolin or a keyboard, a small keyboard or something like that, because we're going to want to hear what you do, you know. So not only are we going to present ourselves as a panel and, and, and teach a little bit about what we know and little tips and pointers about how to maybe uh, fine-tune some of the things, uh, you know, that we can do with, with writing songs, but also we want to hear what you do already, you know. So there's going to be an opportunity for the writers who are going to participate to to, to jam uh, every night after, you know, it's going to be a three-day thing. So at the evening, mm. we're going to get together, we're going to do little jams, and we're going to hear what you're what they're doing, and then we're going to have a little contest even. You know, I think we're going to, what would be a lot of fun is we're going to break up the group into three, uh, you know, a little group with me and a group with Jeffrey and a group with Byron, and we're going to work on a song together. And at the end of the, at the end of the little, event and the workshop we're going to see who comes out with uh, the best little song and there's going to be a prize involved with it uh so it's it's i mean i'm i'm really looking forward to it it's the first annual we have a lot of support from it you know socan has gotten behind it bell media um and say i you know toronto they're 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 helping us and they're, they're nice enough to, to to post it and promote it and eddie schwartz over at the songwriters association of canada the real, you know, is, is such a, a, a pal and a great support, and and they're endorsing this event as well, and um, so is uh, Ed Torres at Dog FM. I mean, it's just uh, I'm overwhelmed with the response and the people who want to be involved. I think we can use more and more of these type of events, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for it's just I think it's just it's constructive and it's creative and and it's networking and it's what people need to do to further themselves in their careers. 
Absolutely. It's so great to be able to uh, mold, I guess, for lack of a better word, uh, that raw songwriting talent that, that a songwriter has and mm-hmm. just help them get to from a good song to a great song. And there, sometimes it's not that big of a change, right, to take that good raw mm-hmm. song that someone's written and just fine tune mm-hmm. whether it's the melody or even parts of the lyric to just to get it up a couple levels. Absolutely. I agree with that too. And you know, one of the things that I've, I've always, I mean, I don't know about you, Dave, but I mean, I've always enjoyed co-writing, you know, and I know a lot mm-hmm. of the writers yeah. who maybe they, they write by themselves and it maybe sometimes it's not by choice. Maybe they don't know any other writers around or there's not, those resources aren't, aren't there for them or then people just, some of them just really want to write, you know, solo and everything. And that's fine. But I really feel that especially, especially with the, uh, if we're going to look at country music, for instance, and how that format changes, you know, continuously, um, myself, who I've always been, you know, it's not a secret to anyone that's listened to my music, but more of a traditional country guy. I've, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, primarily as a songwriter, I've written for my own career, you know, because that's what I was doing. So I needed songs I would write with, you know, my career in mind for the longest time, which, you know, meant I would write a more traditional side, of, of, of songwriting. And then, um, but I found that as music changed and everything, I really enjoyed co-writing with, uh, people with different influences, you know? So even though I don't have that within me, I bring my set of skills, but I can get together with someone like Jeffrey East, for instance, who has very different influences musically than I do. You know, he, he can, he will bring uh, a pop side to it or, uh, bluegrass side to it. I mean, his roots run deep in, in all genres, really, and so he's a well-rounded songwriter. But uh, I think that makes it fun, and I think that's something else that we want to encourage and, and we want to see and, and exercise while we're doing this songwriting workshop is to kind of meld all of these influences together and see see what comes out. You know, that's always the fun part. And you know a good song when you hear it because your publishing company, Grand and G Publishing, mm-hmm. had big success with a song for Chris Young. I'll let you mm-hmm. give us the details, but it's one of my favorite songs uh, of all songs, but of his specifically, Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I man, know. what a great we were, song. I mean, it, it, was a, it was a great time, you know. Um, I really enjoyed that side of of uh i guess yeah, i guess within my career you know i mean I, I did have an opportunity to work in a publishing company and work with songwriters and um and one in particular was anthony smith who wrote for us and anthony is one of the co-writers on the song you're referring to which is called tomorrow the uh, big number one hit for uh chris mm-hmm. young and he had co-written that with chris young and with frank myers and um and yes it was i mean it was an exciting thing for me to experience not as a writer, but as a publisher on the song, to see a song climb the charts and uh, and get recognition and, and and go to number one, and uh, it be, it also was the uh, TSAC song of the year that year, and I have a an award for that, and uh, yeah, the, that's a that was a fun time. Let's t- turn to a song of yours, Gil, because uh, I want to get your music on the show here, so we can uh, mm-hmm. have people, of course, hear your great voice. Baby Knows a Lot About Leaving is the song we're going to play first before we get to your brand new one a bit later in the show. Tell me a bit about that song before we share it. Well, that song was written uh, at a time when my co-writer Josh Osborne wasn't big and famous the way he is now. (laughs) You know, uh, I'm sure you've heard that name, and Josh has had tremendous success, uh, you know, recently or over the last five, four or five years, I guess, uh, with... um, you know, Shane McAnally and, you know, writing all of these wonderful big number one hits and Grammys and all of that kind of stuff uh, mm-hmm. going on on the charts. And uh, But anyways, I, I had an opportunity to uh, uh, to know him uh, prior to that for, for several years, and he would come and write over at our building, and he wrote with uh, my brother Jake quite a bit and myself. And uh, this was one of the songs that Josh and I just happened to write together, and I've always really liked it. I thought it was a, it, it was well-crafted. It's a good song. Uh, you know, for me, um, you know, it became a single for me after not having put any music out for almost six years, which was that time frame you were talking about where I ran the publishing company. So, um, you know, it was a, it was a kind of a leap, you know, it was like, I don't know how, 
how this is going to go and if if people are going to accept it or, you know, it's been a while. I hadn't really sure. put anything out on the radio. But you know what? I, I, I did it for, I feel, for the right reasons. I, I, I wasn't dependent. I didn't nag or bother anybody to play that song. I, I thought I had something to offer in what was just a great CanCon song. And I thought, you know, this is, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I can say that this is a, a good tune and, and that's why I wanted to put it out there. And um, and that's why I did it. I thought I, as long as I have something to offer and, and, I'm, and I'm just you know doing it for the right reasons. And you know what, Dave, for those reasons, the, the song did well. I mean, I had some wonderful emails from radio uh, program directors and uh, music directors just saying, hey, it's great to hear a new Gil Grand song and how you've been. And I reconnected with a lot of them and they were supportive and played it. Um, so it was a nice, that song was, that song will hold great memories for me for, for those reasons, because it was really well-received. Let's share the song now from my guest, Gil Grand. This is Baby Knows a Lot About Leaving on In the Country. My buddies tell me, buddy, you can't hold a woman like her for long when you have body like that you can have any man you want and i tell them all you're crazy no way she'd ever walk out but my baby knows a lot about leaving leaving me breathless when she smiles that smile at me morning on my coffee cup just a little reminder telling me the best is yet to come gave me a weekend say when i get home boy you'd better watch out oh my baby knows a lot about leaving me breathless when she smiles that smile at me And that is Ontario's own Gil Grand. Baby knows a lot about leaving. Uh, you can check his website out at gilgrand.com and find him at iTunes, including his brand new song, She'll Always Be Mine. He co-wrote that one with Jeff mm-hmm. Reed. And that's uh, coming up a bit later in the show. We'll talk more about that. Uh, I watched this video again recently because it's, uh, it's a cover song you did. Uh, love the song, the original song. Love your version of it. And the video you did for it is very cool. Uh, Break it to them gently. Tell me a bit about choosing yeah. that song, Gil, because I love your version of it. Oh, thank you. I, I, 
you know, I loved the song. I mean, I, I did it for, I had at that time never covered a song, you know, uh, uh, it, within my career. So I, I did want to do something. I wanted it to be Canadian. And of course, that song was originally done by Burton Cummings and uh, mm-hmm. uh, a legend, you know, a Canadian legend, uh, a singer, uh, songwriter. So I, I, I loved the song. I, for me, when I first heard it, it was, wasn't actually Burton's version of it. It was one of my uncles who was singing it <laughs> at my house. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? Like my, my dad, there was a, it was a fad. It was a phase thing that went on uh, when I was about 13 or 14 years old. And my dad came home one day with a Yamaha acoustic guitar. And then my uncle Claude had one. And my uncle Richard had one. And my uncle Brian had one. And they all uh, started it was a thing. They got together at my dad's house and they would jam and they would kind of show each other what they had learned that week. And they would just kind of sing, you know, uh, it was all very, uh, new <laughs> to everybody, but right. they did a good job. <laughs> you know, everyone just, you know, learned a few chords and learned a few songs and they, they had fun doing it. It's really what made me want to do it as well. So, um, my uncle Brian, um, used to sing uh, this song and, and it made me, uh, think of, of, uh, that's what brought it to my attention. You know, I was like, oh, that's a really good song. And I looked it up, and um, when I recorded it, I wanted to, um, you know, I really wanted to to be careful about how I approached it, and I wanted to to, to do it justice, and, and I didn't want to stray away from it too far, which I really don't think I did. It's, it's pretty similar to, you know, mm-hmm. the original version in a sense, but uh, definitely, I mean, you know, anything that I sing, it doesn't matter if it's a heavy metal song, it's going to sound country. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, it has definitely my spin on it, but, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, that again did really well for me and radio was, was nice enough to, uh, to support it. And, uh, and, uh, and I got to sing it for many years on stage. And you did a good job in that, uh, as far as the acting part, did you, had you done that before camera work or it, cause you, you know, even just to look natural on camera and not, you know, stilted, uh, to me, you well, looked like. It was believable. You were a fugitive. Dave, I, I don't think you've got a future in critiquing movies and actors because <laughs> okay. you're the first. That is a that's the first time anyone has ever told me I've done a great job acting in a video. But I appreciate wow. that. My goodness, it took a while, but it, uh, thank goodness for you. Um, no, I mean it. It, <laughs> it was fun. You know, it was something. Uh, again, it was something new, and you, you got to have fun with those things. And uh, I never. Uh, I mean, thank goodness there were no lines. I didn't have to say any lines other than <laughs> sing the song, which I knew. So that that probably would have really turned it on its head. But uh, as far as, uh, you know, as far as acting with a, a beautiful model, you know, who's a poli- acting as a policewoman uh, chasing me and throwing me in the handcuffs, I mean, <laughs> what, that, that's pretty easy. <laughs> exactly. I guess that's, yeah. when you put it that way, I guess we'd all... Uh, look good and uh yeah, let her catch me <laughs> you know right. you're a smart guy yeah yeah sure you let her mm-hmm. catch you <laughs> no i thought it yeah, i thought it was very well done but again the song oh, is great and, and uh and, and the way you deliver it uh let's talk more about your influences i mean you mentioned hearing your uncle sing that song but uh yeah. obviously with your traditional sound take us back to mm-hmm. some of those artists when you were growing up that uh that influenced you well, I mean, it, it's really what was going on uh, at country radio, you know, in the 80s uh, for me, uh, really. So I started paying attention to all of that, and um, there was some great stuff. You know, George Strait, Foolhardy mm-hmm. uh, Memory, I believe, was 81 from my, if I recall, the interview <laughs> where you guys yeah, saw 82, right. maybe. Uh, 82. But, um, yes. Um, but, I mean, he was one, but before that even, you know, I just, I love, Conway Twitty was my favorite singer. I love oh, yeah. Conway. What a singer. You know, I just love did it for me, man. I loved his voice. And uh, so I, there's definitely, I feel some Conway in the way I phrase and the way I sing. I mean, there just has to be because that's that's what I listen to. And George Jones for me mm-hmm. was one of the, I mean, one of the very, very best singers. I can't listen to a George Jones song without it putting a smile on my face. It, it always, right. I mean, uncontrollably makes me smile because it's yeah. so, it's so good. It's so good the mm-hmm. way he sings, you know. And so I love that. I mean, those, those are definitely my influences, and I'm proud to carry them uh, in what I do, you know, because I think those were 
some great singers. In fact, when I finally did get a record deal and, and, and signed to Monument Records, which was the Sony label, and got to tour and everything, I, you know, one of the one of the greatest things that that ever did come out of that, other than getting to know the Dixie Chicks and work with them and everything, but I, I, I did get to do a show one time, and um, it was with Merle Haggard and Buck Owens. Uh, and that, oh, wow. I mean, that is something. I know, right? I mean, even, huh. even you know, long-time established artists. I mean, it was an opportunity thing. I was very lucky to be a part of that. And uh, so it was cool. I got to see Buck Owens at the Crystal Palace in uh, Bakersfield there. And then I, and then, uh, but anyways, they, they were doing a shows in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, anyways, great memories uh, from some great legends, you know. So I appreciate that for sure. Oh, it's incredible the uh, the classic country songs and uh, that you feel good. You hear them as you, just like you said with George's voice. You feel good. You smile. It's great to to hear those songs. And when you mentioned Conway Twitty, I mean, I could the list could go yeah. on and on. But one song, especially from a songwriting point of view, is "That's My Job." Uh, just yeah. a beautifully written song, and uh, of course his yeah. voice is Gary Burr, it's great at delivering. Right. Who's the, Gary Burr? Right, I was yeah. one or or the only writer. I'm not sure if you maybe the only one I think. I'm not sure. But uh yeah. That's well, a great check song. that out, but yeah just a great one Father's of those Day great song. Songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Man, it's it's amazing now. Have you had a chance over the years, Gil, uh, to do any mm-hmm. duets record but do them live? Are there artists out there that you want to duet with? <clears throat> um, you know what? I've never uh I've never recorded a duet. Um, I've sang duets with my brother. <laughs> That's probably not what you were thinking, but uh, you know, we went out uh, one one year in support of Ronald McDonald House charities and nice. we did a tour. Like it was, oh man, I want to say thir- at least thirty dates, and um, and uh, we got to sing together. So we learned a bunch of Everly Brothers and you know, Streets of Bakersfield. Up any duets that we could do together, and and it was fun to to do that uh, with him. But um, uh, other than Jake, uh, you know, although it was never, uh, I never told anybody this really, but although it was never a, a song that was recorded and released or put on a project or, or released as a single, um, I did write a song one time, uh, and I and I had Lisa Brokop um, was kind enough to sing and do a back uh, do a vocal on it with me. Right. And, uh, and it was actually, uh, Jeffrey doesn't know this, but Jeffrey E. sang another part. So I had Jeffrey do a part, Lisa do a part, and of course oh, I wow. sang the lead part on the song, and it was unbelievable. But without Jeffrey knowing, he's going to find this out now, but I, I took his part <laughs> out just so I could have a duet <laughs> with Lisa and myself. And uh, I, I love the way we sounded together. You know, she's she's one of my favorite female artist and, what a uh, voice yeah. what a, what I know I know what a singer and so um yeah we never we never uh we never put that out it was a song called nothing left to break um that I actually wrote with uh, the with the Stellas with uh, Brad and Mary Lynn we wrote that song I was reading that you helped discover the Stellas is that correct Gil? Well, well, I mean, discover is such a I don't know about that word but we definitely True. worked together you know and and they were people that I got to know early on in their careers when they came to Nashville and they were, uh, I mean, really, they, they were just getting kind of started with what was going on there. And we had, uh, our publishing company was brand new. So I went out to see them one night and, uh, offered them a publishing deal right away because they're incredible. You know, and you already know that anybody who knows the Stella's, uh, not only Brad and Marilyn, but the girls as well. They're just super yeah. talented family. And, uh, but yeah, we, we, for several years worked together and uh, they're like, you know, I love them. They're like family. They're good people. You mentioned your brother earlier, Jake Matthews, uh, man, he's done some great songs out there. One uh, of recent years that I've really enjoyed of his was the beer necessities, which was such a cool title and a great song. Love it. Yeah, I know. No, I mean, you know, I guess everybody knows now, but for the longest time, people didn't know Jake was my brother and, uh, um, but yeah, he, Jake's put out some great songs. You know, he he wrote for our company too. Uh, you know, at, at Granite and, and uh, he wrote for for several years with us and, and wrote some great songs. And that was one of them. Uh, well, maybe not. That one even just afterwards. But uh, anyway, it continues to 
a you know great. He's a good singer and a and a good songwriter, and he's my brother. You know, my mom's <laughs> listening. I love him. <laughs> now, which one of you? And this isn't to give away age, but uh, did one of you Uh-oh. get into music first and influence the other one, or around yeah, the same well, yeah. time? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll give away the age. I mean, I'm, I'm okay. definitely I'm the older. Yeah, I'm the older brother. So I definitely started. Uh, first and uh, but not too not too long after Jake was right behind me you know and uh, it it was hard not to be you know I mean it's such a what a great um, thing to be able to do you know to to sing and uh, make a living you know making music and stuff so I mean I wasn't surprised that Jake was was hooked as well you know we him and I started off just doing talent shows you know we would enter talent competitions and uh, you know, we, we made money. <laughs> we would win, you know, these talent shows and, and stuff. And, you know, I bought a guitar, you know, from one of the talent shows that I'd won. And uh, so, I mean, we, you know, that's kind of how we, we started off uh, our careers, really, just kind of kind of cutting our teeth, uh, in a sense, and just singing in, in uh, national uh, competitions. How important, mm-hmm. Gil, would you say it is for uh... – somebody listening who hasn't been to Nashville yet, who is a singer songwriter and uh, how important is it then just to get down there to visit, to, to be there and to take it all in? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I think, I mean, if you're talking about uh, obviously if Canadians, for instance, if it's important mm-hmm. for them to come to Nashville, I mean, I, it depends what someone is looking to do, but I would only say, I mean, if anything, just just for just for the, the the history, you know, and the and the people that are here as far as uh, songwriters and industry folks who, um, you know, are good people. You know, they have good they have good things to offer and uh, great relationships and great friendships to make here. Um, so for that, I definitely encourage you know uh, them to come here and and, and be a part of of all that. And, uh, I think we're, I feel like we're two families, you know, we, we together, like we, we just, um, Byron, you know, again, I'm bringing up Byron, but I mean, Byron uh, loves Canada. He's been up there. He's had some success there. We, uh, you know, I saw where Tim McGraw, I guess, tweeted something about the fires that are going on in Fort Mac and, and offering his prayers and thoughts. And it's like, it's a big, you know, people just, we go hand in hand, you know, and we, we love, going up there and people love coming down here. And so, I mean, I, I definitely encourage it. I think there's a whole community here that um, Canadian writers and, and artists uh, can be a part of if they, if they came out. We're going to turn to your brand new song in just a moment. I'll just, uh, again, let our listeners know about the uh, songwriters workshop 2016 that is coming up at Calabogie peaks resort. Uh, it's happening June 27th, the 28th, the 29th. Um, website is calabogie.com and you'll find it in the events section there. Uh, Nashville comes to Calabogie for the first annual Calabogie Peaks Songwriters Workshop featuring my guest Gil Grant, Byron Hill, who's a huge hit songwriter, and another amazing songwriter, Jeffrey East, who will be featured on In the Country in the very near future. And uh, as it says here, some of the topics to be covered include how to create a well-crafted song, Generating unique lyrical ideas and strong subject material, how to collaborate with others or go solo, and other great things you'll learn. Man, that's going to be amazing, I'm sure, not just for the people attending, Gil, but for you as well to to sort of see that uh, talent that's out there. Yeah. Oh, man, I look forward to that all the time. I love meeting new people and, and hearing new singers. I mean, that's one of the things that I look forward to the most in the industry now where I'm at career-wise. Um I love I love hearing somebody new, you know, and, and blowing me away and and stuff like that. So I, I hope to, you know, I look forward to to meeting uh, all the people who are going to take part and attend. Um, it's going to be a just a great a great time, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I really think people should come and check it out. Uh, it's something we're going to do, you know, every year annually. We're going to grow this into a big thing, and you know, it's it's something that I can personally say when I started off. Uh, I would have loved to have gone to something like that, you know. Uh, you know, I meet a lot of people who, who you know have a lot of questions, like, oh man, I how do I how can I get my songs heard, and how can I, 
uh, you know, get a, record these songs or I can mm-hmm. get someone to yeah. cut my songs for me. Uh, you know, questions. So many questions that people don't, you know, don't know or don't have the answers to. And um, this is a this is a great resourceful, you know, event. I mean, we're there to work. It's an open book. We're there to, to just, you know, hang out and uh, have fun and answer questions and, and just talk about what, what we've done and you know i mean i'm i'm going there to learn i want you know i'm sure i'm going to learn a lot from uh from byron still and from jeffrey and uh it's going to be great fun you know calabogie uh, i haven't been there either so i'm looking forward to going to that little part of the neck of the woods in canada oh yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah up near ottawa that's going to be beautiful and uh coming up at the end of right. june Let's turn yeah. to the song now that, uh, speaking of Jeffrey East, as we did a moment ago, uh, you and mm-hmm. he wrote this song called She'll Always Be Mine. Tell me about the song, Gil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's that thing. You know, I, I, I have a daughter, uh, I have a son and a daughter, but my daughter Candace uh, got married uh, three years ago now. Their third, they just had their third wedding anniversary on uh, May the 3rd. Uh, and I'll always remember that date of May the 3rd because I know for a while they were talking about having it on May the 4th and they were going to have a Star Wars-themed wedding. It was going to be May the 4th, be with you, and I was like, all that kind of stuff. And I was yep. like, no, that can't happen. Uh, you know, so, but anyway, uh, kids, you know. But uh, they, uh, yeah, they, my daughter, Candace, um, gosh, you know, obviously her entire life grew up with a dad who, had a guitar in his hand, you know, and sang and around the house and everything. And obviously her wedding day is monumental for her. And, 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 uh, uh, I guess she knew, you know, that I would probably sing a song for her. And, uh, I always felt I would, you know, I like these, that's a, that's something that I I always pictured, uh, one day Mm -hmm. doing is writing a song for my daughter and singing it for her wedding. Um, so when the time came and I knew it was, it was approaching. Um, uh, I, I got together and I, and I asked Jeffrey if he would help me and think about this stuff and uh, you know how he would put it down because it, it was going to be the most important song I had ever written. <laughs> so so it had to be great. Uh, yeah. So you know, um, so I mean, we when what's really funny, it's kind of funny, but very interesting, I suppose, is that initially when I started writing, putting the pen to paper and, and, and writing down the words. I mean, I, I really felt I would write this song about her, about my daughter, you know, and about how beautiful she is and how much she means to me in my life and how proud I am of her and all of those things. And, uh, and then it, and then all of a sudden it took a turn uh, in, in a total different twist. And, and the song became about me singing to her husband to be, you know, but the man, the young man who's about to marry my daughter. Uh, right. And that's where that's where it started coming together for for me. And I thought this is this is cool. This is this is more real, you know. And and um, it was a that's 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 kind of how it came about. It's like just a, a dad having a conversation about. And I was able to still get all of the sentiment and and emotion and the things that I wanted to say about my daughter in the course. But it was just it was more of you know, this is what she means to me, and and uh, now now she's going to be in your life. You know, and um, I'm really proud of it. Honestly, I feel uh, this is the best song probably that I've ever that I've ever written, and uh, wow. I'm the proudest of it. And it, because it it means so much, and uh, mm-hmm. and then the I think that's that's been reflected by my performances of the song afterwards. Um, the, you know, the reactions have been over the top and uh and people encouraged me to record it because they wanted after I would perform it at a show or something I would had numerous people lined up uh wanting a copy like how can I get this my daughter's oh, getting man. married my daughter's getting married my daughter's getting yeah. married and I was like oh my goodness so I had to talk to my daughter and say do you mind <laughs> what do you think about me recording this song and sharing it with everybody you know and yeah uh of course she was like all oh, for it she was no of course you know and and uh so uh, so we did that, and that's where Byron Hill came about because he produced it with me. So this song has a Calabogie connection because <laughs> I co-wrote it with Jeffrey, and Byron produced it with me. So the whole song is is really wrapped around uh, the three of us, and uh, you know those are those are two 
really important people in my life, so it couldn't have couldn't have worked out any better. And um, you know, people are just now starting to get it at radio and, and having a spin. You know, because you know it's 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 busy out there, and, and I understand, and mm. and I know there are other artists that are uh, you know definitely more active and out there and everything. So I'm I'm happy to be to be patient and to be you know and just give people a chance to, to. I just hope they come around and give it a listen because. It's a, it is it is a special song. I think I really believe, with all my heart, that listeners will will embrace it, and and it'll it, it'll be a father daughter dance for many other people. the day I know your love for her runs deep but I need you to understand one thing And that is Gil Grand, a beautiful new song from him, She'll Always Be Mine. He co-wrote that with Jeffrey East and co-produced it with Byron Hill. And all three of them, as we've talked about throughout the show, are going to be at the Calabogie Peak Songwriting Workshop coming up at the end of June. Head to calabogie.com, uh, the events page, and you'll find all the details you need. Do you have a song yeah. in your catalog, Gil? And I know you've had other artists record your songs, but do you have a song now that you're just waiting to get it in the right hands because it's perfect for so-and-so? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> yeah, is welcome to record any one of my songs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, there's a song um, that I wrote uh, recently, uh, and I performed it the other night at the Bluebird. Um, 
Oh man, I'm trying to think of the title now. But <laughs> it's a, I, I wrote it. I wrote it with uh, with um, Paul Overstreet. Now, oh wow, that's pretty impressive. I remember I know, Paul right? from so, back in the day. I loved know. his voice and and the solo stuff he did. Uh, man, yeah. Um, trying to think of the title. Every now and then. So there we go. This song called Every Now and Then, and uh, I had a, a, I mean, what an opportunity. I'm a big fan and, and obviously look up to, to him as a songwriter uh, and an artist and everything. And so um, that song there is, uh, is I would say, you know, very, uh, a pretty, a pretty modern version, you know, or not version, but a modern song. You know, it fits today's country music, and uh, that's what, I like it, I think about it is that it's uh it's very very catchy and it's 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 you know and again for me it's like uh, uh another notch you know where I can say hey I wrote a song with Paul Overstreet and it's a really yeah. good song <laughs> I love it <laughs> so uh yeah yeah so um so that song there I mean I I I'm hoping you know good things will happen with it and it'll find uh, its way to uh to someone uh who also likes it and and maybe you know maybe we'll have uh, some airplay on that um but here, that's always the nice thing about being a singer is that if no one else records your song, you can always do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's awesome. I, you know, I remember yeah. when you mentioned Paul Overstreet, obviously as a songwriter, mm. I had an album of his, probably a cassette tape. One of the songs that's coming to mind is Seeing My Father and Me. Yeah, uh, I know. That whole album was, was amazing. And I think he was part of a group yeah. I remember, and I had, had their records, not a necessarily a group that a lot would remember, but there was, I think it was Skylar Noblock, I'm saying right, Fred Noblock wow. and Bickhart, but I think yeah, yeah. then it became SKO, Skyler Noblock and Overstreet, and you know, uh, they had like it was yeah. like a songwriter's album, but I love that stuff. Man, his voice is like silk, you know? He's got that smoothest voice, man, ever. And uh mm-hmm. he's singing, you know, <laughs> what I love about it is I've you know, I've got my version of it because we demoed it and everything, so I'm singing the demo, but I have a version of him singing it, you know, that only I have because I can't share it to any with anyone and <laughs> because right. you know, he, it's his thing but um but i listen to it all the time because man he's just got one of those smoothest voices ever I just, what a singer it's great now you're part of another event coming up in uh, the toronto area it's tin pan north the 17th <clears throat> annual songwriters festival uh, put on by them it's the nsai toronto Putting it on May 26th through the 28th, you're part of the big night, the gala night, on Saturday the 28th at Hughes Room. And, man, I'll, I'll tell you about the lineup in a minute. Uh, the website to get tickets, nsaitoronto.com. Uh, so, man, it starts at 730. We've got Small Town Pistols and Steve Wilkinson. So that's the whole Wilkinson's family. Uh Amy Skye is there, huge pop singer, of course, and songwriter. Marie Bottrell, yeah. big name in country music. And then there's yeah. Gil Grand. So what a lineup that night. That's incredible. I'm so proud to be and excited to go do this thing. I've never, uh, you know, had the chance to go to uh, Tin Pan North. Uh, we just had Tin Pan South, and now we're going to do Tin Pan North. And uh, when I was asked to, to be a part of it, I, I quickly accepted, you know. And uh, so I look forward to, to going out there and, and – uh, seeing everybody and sharing some uh, new songs. I get to sing my Paul Overstreet song. Oh, good. Yeah. That's got to be great. You'll be there. I'll I'll tell you. (laughs) I'll be there. I can't wait. Uh, Mm -hmm. It must be amazing to debut a new song that you haven't, you know, you like, obviously, but you maybe haven't Mm -hmm. had a lot of feedback on, and you're going to get that, you know, instant feedback from the audience, depending on what kind of reaction, you know, the song calls for. Yeah, well, it's kind of all I got, you know. <laughs> it makes me think of the Bluebird Cafe the other night because I was sitting there, um, and, and of course I would sing a new, a new original song because, you know, Bryce Long would, would, would sing, you know, nothing on but the radio, and then Byron Hill would sing, you know, Full Hearted Memory, and then Mark Allen Springer <laughs> sang Two Sparrows in the Hurricane, and then I had to sing a new song because I, I don't have all the hits those guys have. Um, so it's it's an uh, old hat for me, Dave, to to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love that song, Two Sparrows in a Hurricane. Of course, Tanya Tucker, a great song for her. Wow, mm. to to hear these writers, and I know you're friends with them as well, but to hear oh my gosh. them sing these songs that are such huge hits, uh, that's amazing. Yep. There's nothing better. You know, Mark Allen also wrote, uh, I've Been There, That's Why I'm Here, you know, that 
Kenny Chesney song. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the, the lyric, it's just, you know, Byron wrote, I mean, Byron, you can go on and on, but one of my favorites are, you know, Drinking Man or, you know, Politics, yeah. Religion, and Her, and I was just oh, on and yeah. on and on, you know. So yeah, that's Sammy Kershaw's song. Yeah. Politics, Religion, and Her, and that whole album, I think that was the name of the album because I had that. Uh, again, probably a cassette tape at that time, and man, that was a, that was an awesome album. That song was, you know, cool, just cool song. You know, I got a I got a Sammy Kershaw cut last year. That's right, uh, Groove. That's right. Yeah, I saw you. You mentioned it on your site. I saw that. That was cool. Yeah, yeah Groove. I interviewed yep. Sammy last year, and we talked mm-hmm. about uh, that great song. It's just a very soulful ballad. That's cool. That's pretty cool. That's <laughs> awesome. I hate to overuse the word cool, See? but there Full you go. Circle. We're coming for a circle yeah. on this interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazing. It is a somewhat small community, really, overall, isn't it, in the music community? The people who write with each other who are, you know, six degrees of separation, basically. Well, that's probably, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. Small community. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Yo, thank you, man. This has been a pleasure. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground and, of course, played a couple of your great yeah. songs, a brand new one. She'll always be mine. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, well, Dave, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, and for allowing me to talk about myself for an hour. There's nothing I like more to do than that. And uh, <laughs> No, but I really appreciate it. Uh, you're a pro. I love your questions, and you, you're the best at what you do, man. So I enjoy it. Well, thank, thank you very much. Oh, thank you so much, Gil. That, uh, man, that means a lot. And uh, look forward to seeing you on the 28th at Hughes Room for Tin Pan North. And uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Uh, take care, All Gil, right. and thanks for being here. You bet. Thank you. My guest has been Gil Grand. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.